everyone. Welcome to our podcast, NFT Tales. My name is Jonathan Smith. And I'm Jeremy Craig. And today is the ninth episode of the podcast called Historical NFTs. Today, that's what we're going to talk about some, is some historical NFTs and our own hunting for them. Plus, we're also going to catch up on some current events and some real good positivity going around in the NFT community. Um, actually, let's go ahead and start there, Jeremy. Let's get into some current events, huh? Let's do it. All right. Good vibes. Good vibes. That's what I really want to talk about right now. But let's talk about, you know, current events or how do you want to handle it? What do you want to break this down at? Well, I think the main thing people are talking about in the space right now is looks rare in the competition open sea and what that really looks like. You know, people have been wanting there to be a competitor to open sea in that space. And, you know, the, that token drop, a lot of people had a, really believed in it. They staked it. They're making good rewards off of it. They really like the model and all that. Um, a lot of people got, you know, got the the bonuses from selling and doing things on there and all that. And so, I don't know, uh, you've used the platform. You've actually bought on there. What, what do you think about it so far? So far, I like it. You know, obviously, it's, in my opinion, like a beta. So they, they rolled out their initial version. There's going to be some imperfections. You know, there's going to be some updates. But I do like a couple of features they have. Um, I definitely like the fact that it's a little bit cheaper to um, sell. So the transaction fee is only 2%. And part of that, I think, even goes to, you know, that pool, that liquidity pool that we're sharing out of. So um, if you stake any of your looks, you know, you get a percentage of that. And, you know, I, we've got quite a few Twitter accounts. I know that you and I follow that are making, you know, quite a few looks and quite a bit of ether daily just on the transactions. So I know the bigger the um, collections floor price is, the, you know, more impact it actually makes on each single transaction. I think one thing that a lot of people are jumping on is that looks is kind of pushing OpenSea. You know, OpenSea, for a while there, felt like it was asleep at the wheel, took a long time to verify projects, took a long time to deal with hacks and issues, you know, just didn't seem as responsive. You it look at looks rare. They lost Nate. Once they lost Nate, it was all downhill. Well, you say that, but, you know, a lot of people, <laughs> well, we've all seen it. The stuck floor, the, the, the names on there that seem really confusing. Some of that's the standard. Some of that's OpenSea's fault, you know. And if and in a decentralized world, you kind of don't want there to be one standard. You want more than one. You don't want it to be like an Amazon thing where there's this dominant player. Like, you'd really like it to be split up more. And so just from that standpoint with that crypto attitude, I think a lot of people really like to see what looks where is doing in the space. Um, I personally, it doesn't work perfectly with the Trezor yet, so I haven't gotten into it much further than grabbing at the tokens and everything. But... Um, overall, I feel like that just looking at the interface, there's a lot of iteration from OpenSea there, but at the same time, there is some innovation and especially how they're, they're partnering with the rarity sniper to bring in those rarities rather than you just sitting there and like OpenSea and trying to figure out, you know, what something is that, that I think that'd be a big difference. But I mean, we've just seen OpenSea get better in the last couple of weeks as if almost like in preparation, like the watch list, right? That's your favorite thing lately. I mean, I think, oh, yeah, the watch list is fantastic, so I don't have to go back and forth as many times. But, 
you know, just in the simplest business sense, you know, dumb it down. Anytime you provide competition and don't allow one company to have a monopoly, you're going to do better off. So it, it is better for us to have competition. It is, you know, looks rare going to dethrone OpenSea, maybe not, but at least now we've got them both playing their A game and not just coasting with, you know, us as the bystanders not getting their A game. Well, you know, one thing that I will say is that OpenSea was nice how it was a centralization point and almost a legitimacy. If you could get to OpenSea, there was that almost that acceptance, like that was where the mainstream audience could find you. But if you get out of the ETH market um, and you shop in other blockchain markets for NFTs, where there isn't really the, the OpenSea type equivalent where there's one dominant player, then you see that kind of competition. And what you end up seeing is, is split markets where floors are kind of uneven, where, you know, there's a lot of opportunity maybe to get value, but you have to jump through all these hoops to go back and forth between markets. We see that, you know, with a lot of early NFTs. We'll talk about that later on when we talk about historical NFTs. But we also just see that on projects that have low numbers of mints or low numbers of certain types of, you know, within that collection. And that could be a real difficulty, you know, with that larger pool on OpenSea, that's almost better for the buyer because there's more competition, there's more sales happen, and there's more metrics going on. So I could see it being, you know, it's a two-way street, um, but most people want to see that competition. Most people want to see some sort of action in the space. I still think that the real competitor OpenSea will be the one that works out what a layer two looks like. You can bring the overall fees down, even if it's just incorporating you know, the the type of technology to do a bunch at once and do floor sweeping and all that like within the platform, I think that'll go a long way. Um, until we get there, though, it's nice seeing just anyone take a swing at OpenSea. So. Oh, yeah. I'd like to see if Genie integrates with, you know, LooksRare. I haven't heard about that. But even more so, like you're saying, with all the smaller chains, I mean, I know, you know, earlier this week I – helped someone out from the ballers and top shot community because of how many headaches I got on poly. And it just, you know, if we're semi-proficient and it's that difficult for us, then you can't expect your initial um, transaction or, or early person to, or someone early on in their NFT career to have to go through those hoops and, and bridge or, you know, do those, even though they're not difficult in the grand scheme of things, it's such a new thing. It's, it's not something we can expect them to do. I mean, anything more than the credit card is going to be hard. So just asking them to go to a cryptocurrency, but then it's like a hard one to get and you have to go through a hard exchange and all that definitely makes one of those things where, I don't know, it, it leaves people blind. But let's let's talk about something else. Let's talk about, you were mentioning ballers. You know, that's a community that's really popping up right now. There's a lot of excitement in that space. I think we're finally seeing differentiation within that space. And one thing I really like about it is, is that right now it maybe is the most accessible kind of pricey NFT, like NFT worth more than a thousand or something that people can get and get at that gets them in that space, gets them into PFPs, you know, that kind of pixelated look. We see so many derivatives, like say on OpenSea, the the same thing on OpenSea, I might go, Ugh. but in the space where it is with the utility it has, I, I, I don't know. I, I really like that community and I really like seeing what what's being built up around it. And uh, I, don't, I don't know. What do you think about ballers? You, you're out of the baller space for the moment, but I know it's still you're still adjacent to it, so yeah, for sure. And I definitely am going to work my way back into it. But it, you know, I'm you know a proponent or advocate of flow for sure. So I I've been in goobs and some other things, pretty much every other flow project I can get into. And and the ballers are definitely one of the best communities. Um, I know we just tied you into some of the lists, and I definitely agree. I think that's exactly what the ballers did. I, I think you know part of the the new. 
um, iteration of projects coming from Flow, um, like the Flunks, for instance, are, are the Flow Punks. And I think it, it's capitalizing on that, where not everybody wants to be a basketball player, but they all love the idea of a pixelated PFP on Flow because um, they can use their debit card. So I love it. Now, another project that everyone uh, talking about that is getting a lot of action is the Irene Dow. I will admit, I actually looked at that before it blew up. Please I looked at it when it was like a point oh eight. I don't know what it is. I mean, it's basically there is by buying this, they get access to this young woman, and you know, I mean, it's, so it's, it's a almost like OnlyFans only account. So it's a lifetime OnlyFans <laughs> based on an NFT. If you have the NFT, you've got lifetime membership to our OnlyFans. Basically, I mean, it's kind, I mean that term. that's really simple. But yeah, that's what I kind of got out of it Man. doing my initial research too. And I was like, this is a cute idea, but I don't know. Obviously, anyone who passed on it at that point feels like an idiot. You know, I think point one, you know, sub point one that went over two ETH, that, whatever it was. At some that's got to be the biggest rug pull coming up soon, though. I mean, I, one of the Paul brothers bought like 20 of them or something from what I heard. You know, there's a lot. Uh, it's a it's an innovative concept that's going to be iterated upon a lot, I think. And, you know, oh. that first mover often gets rewarded with this type of deal. I, I do think, though, I wouldn't want it in my own blockchain history, <laughs> maybe, you know, no. like the same reason why, you know, I don't put, I purposely don't buy any waifus on my main Ethereum account or whatever. Like, you know, there's a little bit of honor within the among thieves, I guess, somewhat. I was afraid to even <laughs> click on it. That's why I had to ask you to tell me. I was like, this has to be a joke. There's got to be like viruses times a billion when you click on it. But what's fun about it is, is there's already that meme one that got made that's like making fun of it. And I was just looking like it's got the most volume in the last hour on OpenSea, the meme one. So whoever did that's going to make a lot of money, like just doing that. They spent $50,000 to dunk on this thing and they'll probably make like a mill or whatever, you know, like from doing that. So it's, it's always fun, like seeing that kind of iteration seeing something that is a little bit actually innovative and isn't like you know um, monkey crypto punk whatever you know like it, it, it is kind of cool to see something new so I'm, I'm happy about that but not for me <laughs> not for me i'll do it with that irene dow or whatever next chick dow i don't I, that's okay I'll, I'll leave the chick dows behind um at least, at least on my main ETH wallet for now, right? Not, yeah, for not, sure. <laughs> we don't have enough burner wallets to talk about that. Oh, uh, okay. So let's take a break real quick. And when we get back, we are going to talk a little up other current events. And then we're going to build up to our story and talk a little bit about some historical NFTs. So we'll be back in just a second. Okay, Jeremy, what we have to talk about, probably the biggest news for you in the last week, NF Vault. You tell the story because you're now part of that story. So so break it down for everybody. Man, you know, in a, in a time when we needed a breath of fresh air and, and some just overall positivity and good vibes, NF Vault came out. Um, the, you know, Fees WTF was kind of a bunk airdrop. It, it, it had good intentions, but some MEV bots, um, you know, attacked it and took all the equity out of it. So then that was a flop. But NF Vault, just, you know, half a million dollar or half a billion, I'm sorry, dollar vault. And they're giving away NFTs and there's no whitelists. There's no requirements. It's literally just engaged with their posts and, you know, they're rewarding people for it. So they had moon cats, they had, 
you know, Bay Area Yacht Club mutants. They had alien friends. They had, I mean, I got my crypto crystal from it. So the reason you say I'm a part of it, I, you know, I'm a day oneer. I saw how much positivity they were throwing out there and I quickly jumped on it and I got immersed in the threads and, and they had, you know, a locked discord. And the only way you could get in the discord was by solving different riddles. And you know, that was cool. I, I haven't solved one yet, so I haven't been in the Discord. You got in. You, you figured out in. Um, I was just so happy that, that, I mean, that was so nice, that drop. That's probably the nicest thing Stranger's ever done for you, huh? I mean, in, in your life. I mean, we get the airdrops, and me and you are both been killing off, like, WTF or something. But at the same time, that's, like, has a business plan behind it. And I know I know NF Vault does, too. But, like, the initial business plan is basically, like, we want you to like us. And we want to have this positive thing going. So you think positive thing whenever you think about us. And it's like, all right, that's great. <laughs> like, but a lot of I people mean, are really it, jumping on this. It took me, what, a couple of months to get 2,000 followers engaging with multiple communities simultaneously. And they got basically 1,000 followers a day. They're at you know well over two, almost 3,000 followers in under a week. And one thing I was really touched by, you know, as a, a podcast trying to gl- grow, that we got some early exposure from uh, the account and they've just been really engaged and liking posts and jumping on things. I mean, whoever's running that is really having a lot of fun doing it. You can tell and is doing the research and finding people who, you know, I think it would really make their day and, you know, giving them stuff that for a lot of people, I think it, I, I've seen some people talk about being emotionally, you know, and crying and all that because of what they got. And so uh, you just, you get on discord. I've gotten to the point. I, I, my DMS are just off the list. I've just given up. Yep. Don't even DM me on Discord. Like, seriously, like, I've given up. Like, you know, give me on Twitter or something. Because I, I can't, like, every single day you get on there, you get and spam something else. Every time I get on my Twitter, I, I mean, I'm unfollowing some random thing because all they do is tweet all day, like, giveaways or whatever. Not you, but, you know, other ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thanks. You have to follow me. <laughs> yeah, I have to follow you. But, but no, it makes you cynical because it's like, what do you actually give away and all that? So the podcast we gave away, as you know, we got inspired by this and we gave away something. But it was not like a, a, a cynical thing. We just were like, you know what? We got a bunch of new followers from this account and we really appreciate it. So let's try to move it forward. And so, you know, uh, we gave something out as part of that, too. But it's more about like the community that's being built around this is really about moving forward. There's been other people that have given out NFTs. And so and it's not that cynical, like, do they actually do something? You should post some evidence, blah, blah, blah. So are they actually going to give out the Bay area Yacht club? I mean, I think was one of their original tweets before they told everybody what they were going to do is they came out like maybe a week in advance and said, has anyone ever given out a Bay area Yacht club? And people I mean, were like, yeah, a bunch of fake ones did. I mean, there's already been a like, couple ETH worth given out. So even if they sat on that forever, and it's just this, like, carrot to keep people fo- I don't care. I wouldn't care at this point. Like, I almost want something cynical just so, so it doesn't seem like Santa Claus or something's running an NFT account. If y- y'all have not seen this, then either you should jump in to see if you can grab part of the wave, or if not, just the positivity around it. We, we've really appreciated that. It's been great seeing this in the space. I, I You know, uh, both me and him retweet a lot. And so uh, keep an eye, go follow that account and, and watch the fun. You know, it's definitely going to be a short-lived thing. There was like a thread where they laid out their plan. And they're like, yeah, we can't give away free nice NFTs forever. So right. this is going to be a little window, a great way to start the year, a cool new way to get into the space and introduce yourself and kind of pay in to some karma in the community. So if you want to see something new and, and be a part of that fun, go definitely go and pick up on that. What are the current events of my messenger? Oh man. I mean, you know me, I'm always going to drop a couple of the bombshells when it comes to, um, 
la chisme. So obviously Beanie Maxi is, is, you know, suffering some um, slings and arrows of outrageous fortunes in the news. He He's uh, alienated some people, upset some people. So that's been quite interesting. Um, you know, it's hard to be in that influencer space because you get so I, I, I'm not making excuses, but there's going to be so many temptations that you're going to get along the way to uh, it, it, take advantage of situations that are in front of you where it's just on a platter and you shouldn't. There's no justification for actually like, you know, pulling trick, whatever. But you just see this story happen again and again and again, because in this crypto space, despite it all being on the blockchain, all being in the open, there's a huge lack of transparency. A lot of people are not sitting there and following and clicking along on ether scan to figure out who's doing what to who. And people take think, it for granted that because it's there, they don't have to. Right. As long as the price goes up, who cares? Right. And I think one problem too, is that in this space, you know, usually in like an art, I don't know, you look for people that might've written a book on it or taught a class, what university professors teach you on NFTs? I'm sure there might be some, but I don't think any of the people that like made crypto punk, I don't think Larva Lab is teaching like a university class now or something like that, right? Like that's where we'll be one day. Like they'll be whenever they're gray and stuff, they'll hang it up and they'll go to Harvard and then we'll be at that level. But for the moment, if you just kind of lucked out and you had a punk in your wallet, because, you know, back in even late 20, you're like, hey, this seems like a good idea all of a sudden then you can get quite a following just straight out the gate. And uh, there's a lot of people that even jumped in late and got a yacht club. And, 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 and look, we're, we're just as bad. Like we have Twitter PFP verification. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I'm not trying to talk about that. Like being a bad thing. I'm just saying what it means is, is that a lot of people in this space, we don't know who they really are. And that's one reason why me and Jeremy on this project, we try to be really out front I mean, you only hear our voice, but you know who you who we are, Jeremy Craig, Jonathan Smith. Like, we've tried to make it very obvious, like, who's behind the unicorn or whatever. And that's because we're not trying. If you hear us talk good about a project, yeah, we might have our own bags in or whatever. But it's not us trying to get up for some sort of rug or something like that. Like, you, you know where to find us, so to speak. So, um, so one thing, uh, going, going back to the last story, to just kind of pivot into our next, uh, what we're going to talk about next. So t- talk a little bit more about what you got, the NFT you did get in the great giveaway and its historical value, because there's been a lot of hubbub recently in the news about historical NFTs. Oh, yeah. So I got a crypto crystal. Um, I got a nickel um, element crypto crystal. You know, their floors, uh, we don't even get a floor and talk, but it's about twice, two and a half times the floor. Um, but it's, it's what, two, three four years, maybe six years younger than any other NFT I have in my collection at this point. And so that's great. So, you know, there was this big push recently for people to look into historical NFTs. I think part of that was the popularity of the crypto skulls that, that project. I I mean, I like that one. I think it's cool. I wish I bought one back whenever I first saw it probably, Um, but it was back from 2019 and it was, uh, it was a lot of people look at it as maybe one of the very first early PFPs. It's a little crypto skull face. And so it blew up. It went from being way sub one ETH to, I think it was even sub 0.1, to now it's like multiple ETH. It got up to like four at one point. And so that really got a lot of push going around, people looking into historical NFTs and history around NFTs. Um, anytime that that gets pushed, 
but always jumps into the space as people want to talk about moon cats. And you know me, us moon cat people, like we go, Hey, what about the moon cats? Like we're so like hooked on because we know what, where it is in the space. We know that, you know, it's, it's one of the very first ones. I think it's the first real animal PFP. I think it's the first, you know, generative, fully generative PFP. And like it is, I think it's, it's now the first on chain. So now that they put the code to generate the cats on the Ethereum blockchain recently, that's kind of a news update that they did. Now moon cats are completely on chain. 30 years from now, if ETH's still running, you will guarantee to be able to generate your little picture of your cat just off the ETH network without anything else. I already saved the code myself on my computer, but it's cool it's on the chain too. So that that was part of the discussion, and there was a lot of people you know, talking about their historical value. You know, it kind of inspired me. I will admit, like, as this historical thing came up, people going and digging on the roadmap, 2017 ones, 2018 um, projects. I, I don't have anything in my wallet that's really old. Both me and you got into NFTs around the 2021 mindset. I mean, I have a Mooncats, right? But they're all 2021 mints. I don't have any earlier ones, I'll admit. And so I kind of started seeking out the same thing. Um, doing my own hi- research and history, I learned about some really cool stuff along the way. Um, I'd already n- heard about rare Pepe's. Finally, got my hands on uh, like a, a hundred serial one, just for the fun of it, just to kind of be part of it, to kind of have an older NFT. I think that one was from 2018, so that would be my oldest one right now. Um, but learned a little bit about them some more, um, and the the cool like website and the rarity picker that they have, and kind of where that community is. And I got some alpha, you know, look for the hundred minute or below or whatever. And so I kind of got geeked out on that some. And then where a lot of also where a lot of people go whenever you're talking about early NFTs is looking at the name service coin. So uh, instead, in lieu of a story today, uh, me and Jeremy are going to tell you the story about how we went full Indiana Jones in this archaeological dig um, of our, probably of our crypto careers to go and try to pull out what might be the very first animal PFPs. I'm I'm just saying. Uh, the 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 blockchain doesn't lie. The days don't lie. So we'll be back in just a moment, and we're going to tell our story about hunting for historical NFTs. All right. So around the Mooncat community, there are some absolutely amazing folks like uh, Cat Dad. Thank you, Cat Dad. Has a cool podcast. Um, definitely follow Cat Dad's podcast. Uh, recently had Pondaware on there, and so Cat Dad. Uh, by the way, his name is Jake Allen. If y'all want to know his real name, just like he's like us, like he's out there. He's not trying to hide behind stuff. So he's trying to help people, and he put out a tweet from someone talking about how that there was some new hunting on the name service network to try and find new historical NFTs. And so uh, uh, at Devoted was the one who found this and was tweeting and actually helped me. I communicated directly. Thank you, at Devoted. really means a lot, you helping me out to get this done. So let's talk about backstory a little bit. So on Ethereum, they're all, like the very first Ethereum NFT is the Curio card. I think the Apple one in particular, that was the very first one. And then there was the CryptoPunks and the Cats and so on. 
prior to Ethereum, you had some things that were built around Bitcoin. That's the rare Pepe universe and all that. And then even prior to that, the very first altcoin, and I'm talking back in like 2011, someone made an altcoin, basically a fork of Bitcoin that was called the name service coin. DNS type server. So just like you can get .eth addresses now, you can go on this thing and you spend name service coin to get .bt addresses. And so um, what's interesting about this is, is that on this service, there was already some early pictures. So you can actually go on OpenSea and you can find where people uploaded long time ago pictures on the service. And obviously those are early NFTs, but a lot of them you go and look and they're like people's photographs, their backyards and stuff like that. Like it's not really like art in or, or anything like you consider like a modern NFT. Um, the first thing that was a little bit different is you had them the also on this network. There were some gifts that were like little eggs. And so they were like Twitter eggs, like, if you know, the Twitter egg. So yeah. those little eggs and like some smileys and stuff, those got bought up whenever people found this old network. And now if you go on like OpenSea, the floor for one of those eggs is something like 30. I just looked earlier, just kind of out of curiosity. So people have already been excavating on this name server network, anything that was a direct picture, but they left alone all of the names that were not pictures. So people could register, you know, just like I could register, you know, boofy hair guy dot ETH or whatever. They yeah. could register whatever dot BT. And whenever you look at this, there are some things like you mean you both looked at this. And so um, you look at some of these names and some of them are obviously like some Germans dude's name or whatever. Yeah. Right. Some of them were obviously like, you know what? I'm going to buy Coca-Cola slot. So one day they got to pay me like thinking kind of like in dot com squatting, basically squatting. Yeah. Right. But some other genius people. There's this there's this code called puny code. And what it allows you to do is take characters that cannot be expressed in like the alphabetic language. So like, you know, Sanskrit or kanji or, or, or you know, uh, I'm trying to think what the kana. It allows those type of languages to be expressed using like a code. Mm -hmm. And so by doing this, people were able to register names. And we found ones going back to like 2013 or something that obviously were a string of like letters and numbers that, that were meant something else because they were like a Japanese word or something along those lines. But even beyond that, within the puny code, there's code that can correspond to pictures, like emojis, right? And so some genius person or multiple people registered names using puny code that whenever you go and you unravel this and you paste them into the puny code translator, it pops back out a picture. And I'm really like romanticizing some. So let's, let's tell the story. So here's the story. So um, I, I see this tweet and you have to go and run like this Windows program to connect to this network. And then you have to go hunt down this name service coin, which is probably maybe the hardest part because no, like, there's no pools for this thing left. Like who wants the oldest altcoin ever? It's not really worth anything. It's worth a buck something. And so, but you only need a little bit. These These things are really cheap. So I bought like a bunch, think I need a bunch. And now me and you got like whatever we did register for like the rest of our lives. Renewal. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a half life of uranium or something. So um, th that's one of those things where uh, it it's set up to be renewed just like a DNS address. So you can't really buy it. Instead, you're kind of like leasing the space. 
And so what this person found out was that some of these puny codes were pictures. And the one that was the example in the Twitter thread was a someone that had a needle. It was a, it turned into a needle. So I started digging and I found one that was a picture of a computer and then an arrow and then a speaker. Obviously meant like computer speaker, right? Mm-hmm. And my mind was blown. Here is this picture that someone put on the blockchain in 2015. You know, no real different than something like a moon cat where, you know, or anything else. It's a code, you know. Every single digital image on your computer is a code that something like a web browser or something interprets and takes that code and turns it into something. So to have to have a, you know, a puny interpreter, that's not a big deal, right? Like that that's what code is. Right. And someone basically was smart enough to use this thing in a way it was never intended to encode pictures on a blockchain long before anyone else thought of it. So I enlisted Jer, and he went through the list. You 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 kind of got in the zone there. You were you were it's like looking like Neo in the Matrix. You started looking through it because there's thousands of these names, and we weren't the only one doing it. There was a bit of a, a land rush as all these people were rushing on we'd find one and we go oh no someone registered oh, oh two days ago I'm, uh, or oh oh right now like an hour ago so get going so um we got in there and we tried to find every single picture we could um we didn't find another one that was more than one picture like the first one i found that might be the only one like that that might be a one-on-one huh but yeah. we did find very exciting um, some animals. So we got a, a mouse out of that, right? A panda. Some those might be maybe like some of the first animal PFPs ever. It's a little animal face pointing at you, facing you whenever you put it in the puny code, right? Like it's just so exciting. Like just the, the thought that maybe we touched into something, we found something that was some real blockchain history. And uh, it, it was a lot of fun uh, doing that with you, Jerry. Well, I don't know. Oh, yeah. uh, what was I mean- your impression? The server had no filters. Like you couldn't filter the information and, and exclude or do anything. So, I mean, it, it was a multi layered search. It, that's what was kind of the fun part was you'd have to click on one of those name server links and see if it was expired or active. And then once you figured out if it was active or expired, then you had to copy the puny code, go to a translator, enter it in there, see if it translated to anything that was even worth keeping or if we needed to go on to the next one. So, I mean, it. And then run back listening. to this Windows program and try to register it. And again, there was a race, so some of them we didn't get, some of them we did get. Someone got a bunch of the, the, the animals. We found a bunch of other animals. Someone out there got a monkey, a horse, a oh, bear, the camel, the panda. a camel, panda, oh, we dragon. Got panda. We got the panda. So there's now we uh, there's now this new uh, community built mm-hmm. up around these puny icons. We look forward to meeting whoever the rest of y'all are. Can't wait for that the, Discord. That Discord one day, right, that are built up around these. We're really excited about uh, uh, what we found. And if nothing else... Just being able to say and reach back into history to this kind of thing, um, it's just a lot of fun. That's the kind of thing that you love to see in the space. Is It's a space where 2015 is ancient, mm-hmm. where 2011 is outright like the Egyptians or something, right? Like they had um, internet back then? Yeah. But also in this space, you have people that are willing to share. I mean, the, the guys who found this, they could have just cleaned the whole thing out. They didn't have to tell anybody. He didn't have to get on Twitter and show people how to do it even and all that. And so, you know, that's why I, I was helping someone right before the podcast, trying to help someone else uh, take a look. You know, me and you stopped that for a while, basically, just to make sure that we weren't getting too, like, there was a, definitely a play it forward thing, that NF Vault type thing where just people trying to build up a community around these. And I look forward to seeing where the, the story goes. I'm going to, next up, I'm going to try to use it there in Vault and 
trying to wrap them up and bring them into ETH. I've never actually brought something myself to the ETH blockchain. So um, this story hopefully will have a uh, continues as we continue to talk about uh, the, how me and Jeremy are going into the Temple of Doom, so to speak, and pulling out of this this ancient system um, some of the coolest, you know, uh, yeah, pictures that you know from the first, some of the first pictures on the blockchain. So um, that was a lot of fun, Jerry. Uh, um, it was a lot of fun. I think that almost summarizes Web three for me. I mean, uh, Web two is you know corporations that own the internet, and I don't have the the wherewithal to get on these programs and read code and do anything, but. Web3, there's almost always a way and someone that's willing to help. And, you know, just like NF Alt's been saying, you know, do good things. I don't know if that's part of the thingdoms because um, he's been given quite of those of the way. But, you know, do good things and and pay it forward. It's, it's you know, I love it. It's it's a contagious vibe. You know, we always talk about vibing. And it, it just seems like everybody's kind of vibing together right now. So, yeah, it's been fantastic. It's that we are all going to make it attitude where – you know, you're not trying to chip at someone else. And, you know, these projects and everything, they are competing with each other for the, the same audience, the same dime. And yet you see a lot of complementation. You see a lot of people trying to work with each other, especially right now in the space. I'll, I'll, some projects that were written off are finally coming back. There's a the big influx of new people, new money coming into the space. That's kind of being invigorating at the turn of the year. And one I, one thing I'm very happy to see is those projects that, you know, went down and didn't go away and people kept grinding away. And all of a sudden, they, you know, they pop up and it's like, wow, this has been around for how long? And you mm-hmm. just look at it and or or you or especially these historical ones from like 2018 that that person, you know, had an idea, had a dream. And we're years early to this NFT thing. And all of a sudden their stuff is like blowing up, you know, and. That, I think that's cool. I mean, I think it's cool that that, that you're right. That's what blockchain's about. It's, it's not, you know, any corporation be like, oh, wait, no, forget about the model model X2 from 2018. No, 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 no. Let's bury that thing. Get rid of the eBay listing. Like, let's mm-hmm. it off Amazon. Functional obsolescence. Let's we get have rid an of X5. It. Yeah, we don't want that anymore. You know, like my old Dyson's, it works fine, but I try to go buy the same one. No, it's a new V or whatever, right? Like they're always trying to move and march it forward. It's, it's really cool in the blockchain space how you have proof of where everyone's been. So you can do that dig and you can put your hands in. And even people like me and Jer, who, you know, we couldn't program from end to end a smart contract to save our life. We we can be part of this and we can jump on and, and we can be part of that historical NFT hunt in that community. So thank you all, everyone, who was part of that and helped us with that and for listening to our little story. And we'll let you know how it goes. And if we can find something else as we dig around in the world of historical NFTs. Um, uh, let's come back real quick and we'll wrap up for the moment. I'll talk to you all in just a sec. All right, that's it for the week, Jared. What do you want to tell everyone? You know, it, it, let's just stay on that common thing of uh, theme of do good things and pay it forward. Um, randomly reached out, and you know, we gave away our dude um, to the winner. Congratulations! We gave away that pixel dude, and I just I want to say let's let's see if we can make one other person's life better this week. And you know, hopefully, I, I can see a lot of Twitter engagement with y'all now that we're following and y'all are listening, and y'all can help give us some ideas on what's going to come up in these next episodes. 
Yeah, you know, we love feedback. Uh, tell us what you like, what you don't like. I know some of y'all are new to this, and they're like, wait a minute. I thought they're supposed to tell stories. I promise, stories are coming. It's me and Jeremy. We're too excited about this. We want to do something topical for once. Since literally just like the last couple of days, we've been digging at this, you know, it, our little treasure hunt, dusting off the bones and everything, right? And so you can follow me at Poofy Hair Guy to see where this kind of develops. You can follow Jeremy at Mr. Jerk Day. Podcast is at NFT Tales Podcast. So thank you all very much for joining us today. We'll be talking to you all next week. Later. Adios.